0: it'll turn three minutes we'll get going and then we'll get a a string of bing bongs right that inevitably happens doesn't matter when you start that's whenever you decide to start then come a bunch of entrants um all right so it's officially three minutes after so let's get going with the folks we have here like i mentioned i'm pretty confident we'll have a couple people join as we move forward but thank you all for coming today to the monthly ilp community call um one uh quick announcement is that I have joined Vanille in helping to uh run this community call going forward. So it'll be Vanille and I hosting and planning and facilitating. Um we plan on making, you know, some some changes and adding some features and some fun things to the meeting over these uh next couple of months. So if you have any ideas or thoughts about features, topics to cover, other things that you can communicate to Vanille and I that make this meeting more useful to you all, we will certainly um, take that into consideration and we'd be excited to hear from you. So just reach out to Vanille and I, or I, or both via the Slack. admitting um via slack or via our email address it's vanilla interledger.org it is chris at interledger.org and um we can be in conversation about how this uh meeting can best serve you all um you know the point of this meeting really is the sort of technical community call it's once a month um we think it's really brings a lot of value to a lot of folks we've seen a lot of growth in the participation in this meeting over the last uh probably three or four months and so we want to make sure that it is providing um the right amount of information and value so doors are open for ideas um so uh we kick off this meeting here and obviously there has been some news in the ecosystem um since the last time uh we all met and certainly over the last few days so i'm actually going to hand it over to ilf's executive director brianna marbury brianna if you're there and she can say a couple words about that and say uh some next steps for ilf
1: hello everyone yes i'm here chris um i know everyone has come today to find out What is going on with COIL? What does that mean for ILF? And we happen to have a um, town hall tomorrow at 10 AM. Someone will post the link about it. So we're not going to talk about COIL that much in this call today. Um, And there's a running conversation in the community space. And we welcome you to post there, ask any questions, have any comments. What I will say um, and what i said in our statement that we posted is that the Interledger Foundation is independent. We've always been independent of COIL, and even though COIL was built on the Interledger Protocol, which is an open standard, that means as a community, we can continue to build on the foundations and create a stronger ecosystem moving forward. Um, What happens next? We have to decide that. Our role is to be a champion of the open standard and protocol, make the space available for people to connect and learn from each other and continue to support innovation through our grants. And over the next couple of weeks, we're still in conversations with COIL and what exactly that means for us. And again, if you have any ideas We want to continue to build the ecosystem, build monetization. What will it take to fill that gap um, that COIL is leaving? We don't know. And and we'll be figuring that out over the next couple of weeks. So uh, Chris, back to you. Chris is frozen. Is Chris frozen for other people or just me? My computer is acting crazy.
2: (laughs) He is frozen. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, all right, so I guess I will take it over since Chris is frozen. Um, there is a new web monetization spec coming soon. And for that, I will actually pass it over to Alex to let him talk about more.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So. Um... We've been working on the webinizations pack intensely. We had the version that's supported in the extension. And then we had some conversations with uh, the folks at Google and with some of the the extension developers. And one of the suggestions that came up uh, around the time of the summit was to switch out our payment currency to be more similar to the way the payment request API is doing it in Chrome and App in Safari. So we looked at that, we made the change. It makes asset code and asset scale and amount kind of combined together in in an object. We ran that by the Google team. They're very happy with the change. They're very supportive of having both of these um, APIs look a bit more similar. We've made a change in the spec and it passed through the Google inspection. Nick, the, the extension developer, is working on actually changing the extension to match that new version of the spec. And we're gonna release both as soon as the extension has been tested and updated uh, in in Hall. I've also got a a side update and that's um, the fact that we are starting the the implementation process. We're starting to interact with Igalia a bit more. They think they have somebody that's ready to start. So we're gonna start planning the work that goes into Chromium as well in the coming month. Yeah, like that's the weaponization update thanks uh
1: i'll ha- i'll hand it back over to chris now that he's unfrozen oh now we can't hear you
0: we still can't hear you you can now we can <laughs> okay Ugh. um thanks alex so you know i think not only is some of this stuff not stopping but we have some exciting updates uh i think the web monetization spec update is a big one um so you know things are moving forward uh, always the other thing um i wanted to talk about really quick and then i'm going to hand it over to adrian at fine boss for his update is that the other th- Another thing that we're excited about introducing to the ecosystem here over the couple next couple weeks is that we're close to finalizing um a, a strategic partnership with FineBoss and the FineBoss team. Um essentially uh this would allow us to subsidize uh FineBoss's growth, and this really would find uh subsidize a couple things. One, uh members. So it allows um find boss to be aggressive, signing up members for their ILP enabled digital wallet um, without having to take on a bunch of front end costs or turn those costs over to those uh, new accounts. Um, So it saves membership fees. It also helps subsidize their entry into new regions, um, you know, right. Now, they're going to be just U.S. dollars and, and U.S. Uh, only, but the idea is that that starts rolling out into new regions and that we help sus- subsidize that process as well. So not only is there an updated to the web monetization spec coming, there is also, I think, a partnership between ILF and FineBoss that's going to really be some, um, you know, rocket fuel into the ecosystem in terms of w- allowing people to have more capabilities start to play and start to actually see the growth of ILP so I think with that I'll give the natural hand off to Adrian at Fineboss for your update
3: hey Chris thanks very much um yeah so update from our side a uh, couple of things let me let me follow on from that um uh, that point yeah we're very excited to to kind of finalize the deal with ILF I think. You know, last few things to to finalize, and and then we should have that in place. Um, specifically, what that's going to help us with is, as Chris says, is growth. So, as a as a startup, you know, we've got a pretty fixed runway, which covers our costs as a business you know paying paying the team and, and our office and and so on we we operate pretty lean we we're doing pretty well um from that perspective but one thing that any startup in this space faces is the threat of basically becoming the victims of their own success so every user we sign up there's costs involved for us uh, an onboarding fee from our fi partners every transaction they do there's a cost for us and there's you know ongoing fees in that regard we don't want that to get in the way of us making using our wallet and interledger a superior experience to anything else out there so um, the whole idea is we want people to be able to sign up for fame boss's wallet for free uh, fund the wallet for free withdraw for free send payments for free. Uh, that's obviously not going to last forever. Um, we, we will eventually get to a point where we have to figure out a decent revenue model that covers those costs. But the name of the game in payments is scale. We can't, we can't uh, do that until we've got some scale and until the network as a whole has scale. Uh, and so the ILF have generously, you know, subsidizing some of those basic unit economics for us to make it possible to scale up our user base, scale up the number of jurisdictions that we can cover. um, And, and without, you know, basically burning our our runway um, too quickly. So very excited to get that finalized. Um, And on that note, uh, our very first jurisdiction is now live. We've, we've managed to finish our full compliance audit and uh, all of the, all of the requirements for the US. We have been sending emails out this week. We started uh, on Monday sending emails to folks on our waiting list. Uh, Anyone who signed up on the waiting list and is a US resident um, should have got an email yesterday or will get one in the next day or two asking them to complete the sign up. Uh, And then, um, yeah, we've been getting some great feedback. What you can do today, sign up, go through a basic, a very light KYC process, pick your payment pointer, fund your wallet from a debit card, withdraw funds from a bank account. Um, So far, one or two minor little hitches in the KYC process, which we're ironing out, um, has only affected probably about 10% of the people signing up, and it's mostly stuff that's fixable. So uh, we have some pretty stringent address checks that we maybe need to Um, have a backup plan for if you don't pass the address checks that we go into a sort of manual process, things like that. Um, But otherwise, really, yeah, uh, really positive uh, how things have been received so far and and very excited for more people to get to play with it. Obviously, a lot of you on this call are not based in the US. And so um, the update for you is that we've got multiple conversations going on with various partners to try and uh, unlock new jurisdictions. Um, we talk, we're currently looking at the UK and Europe as a priority, but also talking to folks about getting enabled in South Africa. Um, obviously most of our team is based here, uh, but we, we did want to target, you know, the biggest markets we can initially to try and get the most impact for, for Fainboss. Um, have been having some conversation with folks interested in launching wallets in other jurisdictions. We are really keen to help where we can, you know, we can give you some feedback on the lessons we've learned along the way i would say that the the two basic prerequisites you're going to need is either a money transfer license uh, a banking license or a partner who has one of those Um, so you know obviously building historically building on top of crypto um, made things really easy to a point um, well, as soon as you want to plug into, you know, the traditional financial ecosystem, be able to use credit cards, bank accounts, and so on, uh, it's it's really challenging if you don't have a partner that is licensed and can plug you into the system. So, for us, that's a bank in the US and a technology partner that works with them. Um, in different jurisdictions, it's going to work differently. Um, the way non-bank participants get involved in payments is completely different in every jurisdiction. So I know in Europe, for example, we would not need a bank. We would get involved with an e-money issuer or um, get our own e-money license or e-money distributor license. In uh, South Africa, it would have to be through a bank. So it's going to vary for different jurisdictions. If you have that set up wherever you're operating and you're keen to uh, work with us to peer so that we can interoperate with each other. uh, Just drop me an email. Um, You know, let's, let's figure that out. But I would say step one, understand the flow of funds, understand how money is going to get into your users' accounts, how it's going to get out. And then the last step is, okay, how does it get from my users' accounts to other people on the interledger Network? And that's generally the most important thing is going to be the settlement partner, the bank or the money transfer operator that's going to settle those funds either to our bank or to our partner or to another bank or partner of somebody else who's, who's on the network. So... Um, Following on from that, we've had some, uh, we we had a call this week with Uphold. We are really keen to make sure we are able to send to Uphold payment pointers as soon as possible. That does require us to get a a settlement arrangement in place. And and we've been pushing for that for probably six months or so, so we'll keep pushing on that and hopefully um, have that resolved fairly soon. Uh, And then last but not least, web monetization. Yeah, so building on um, Alex's report around the spec, we're excited to enable that for people. Uh, obviously, more details in the town hall tomorrow if folks want to talk about WebMO and Coil and how we um, how we fill that in. But something that we had already been working on before Coil announced uh, made their announcement is the ability for folks to sign up with us in the US and get a business account and be able to do WebMO disbursements to our users. So Coil was going to follow that model. Um, anybody else who wants to? take COIL's place, become a webmo provider, be able to send web monetization payments, Um, we can support you in the US, hopefully we can support you beyond the US soon, Uh, but the process there would be that we open a business account for you, Uh, we've already had this flow of funds vetted by our program administrator, our, our bank partner. Uh, and you'll open that account, and you'll be able to send web monetization payments to any of our users, and in future anybody else with a payment pointer. Um, so, quite excited to get that working and get people building on that as soon as we can. Um, that I think is the full summary from the Fainbow side. Obviously, quite a few things there. So happy to take questions if we if there are. Um, Adrian, is every state in the U.S. Uh, approved? Yeah. So, so we have no state restrictions because our partner is a bank um, or they have a bank partner that they're working with. So it's a combination of uh, the partner we're working with actually has a money transfer license outside of the U.S., um, but also has banking relationships in the U.S., Uh, so what we're approved for, and this is the challenge, right? Is, is I think it's, we didn't appreciate it fully before. Um, and this is what everyone needs to appreciate now is to get approved, to move money around isn't as simple as somebody just ticking some boxes. They want to know what the use case is. They want to know the amounts. They want to know who you're sending to or who you're receiving from. So the process, for example, for us to peer with someone is that our bank, or our financial services partner has to actually do a due diligence on the counterparty on the other side, make sure that their onboarding process is up to scratch and they will do the same back to us. Because if one of our users is sending money, even though it's via Interledger, if they're sending money to somebody on the other side of the world, and our bank isn't comfortable that they know who that person is, or that that person's at least known to their institution. Then we're in breach of, of the compliance rules that our bank is subject to. Um, so it's a it's it's it is complicated, and we're trying to sort of whittle away at the complexity and make it a little more simple. But yeah, in the US. Um, you can get money service business licenses on a state by state basis but as a bank you have if you're federally chartered you're you're fully covered that's awesome thank you and so the amounts probably it doesn't matter what there's no We've limit been- We've stayed pretty conservative. So we've um, we've set some fairly low limits initially just while we get started. Um, all of that is subject to, you know, discussing with our bank partner. And, and it will be also uh, very based on the use case. So one of our biggest challenges actually has been um, enabling Interledger for e-commerce. So e-commerce introduces a whole new like challenge where if we want um, our business customers to be able to receive payments, from end users in other words a, a business to a consumer to business um, there's a whole new set of requirements that we have to look at for those businesses now our partners keen to do that with us and we're in the process of working it through but you'll have a whole we'll have a whole list of restricted businesses for example that can't that we can't enable that use case for like gambling and you know adult industry and so on and that's just that's out of our control that's what the bank says you know, and it's and it's generally nothing to do with um, you know, the bank doesn't like that kind of a business. It's it's purely a risk thing. The bank just they don't know us, you know, we've only just started transacting with them. This is all new stuff. And so like any, you know, bank, they're very conservative and are gonna say, well, let's start small, small amounts, limited set of, of, of merchant types, limited set of use cases and kind of grow from there awesome thank you
0: awesome thank you Adrian so you know it's a lot of good actually positive momentum here and we'll follow it up Sabine Max talk give us a bit of the Rafiki update and then that'll translate transition into Alex who will set up our deep dive guest today to talk about the test net so let me hand it over to the Rafiki team
4: I don't know if Max prepared for that. I have prepared for this, so I'll give an update. Um, so what has been going on? Um, I think the biggest thing we are working on right now is working on a um, well, replacement for the time being for Tiger Beetle, because Tiger Beetle is not production ready and won't be for the next six months or so. Um, but we want Rafiki to be production ready. So we are. Um, adding capabilities to do the accounting with them in a Postgres database instead of um, Tiger Beetle. So that's um, taking up most of our time right now. But we've also been um, making the final bug fixes of those that we found and upgrading Tiger Beetle, even though it's not production ready, updating to the to the last version of Tiger Beetle and its node client. uh, we've also been working on the admin UI. Um, Sarah, who has been working on that, went on maternity leave, and um, Radu from the Breakpoint team took over and is making progress there. And then, um, I mean, regarding uh, the elephant in the room, what is going to happen to Rafiki once COIL doesn't exist anymore? Um, we have been in the progress of uh, transitioning uh, Rafiki ownership to the ILF. Um, already because uh, Rafiki essentially is infrastructure and anything infrastructure related should just uh, sit within the ILF. So we'll continue to do that and make sure that like knowledge transfer is happening and that Rafiki then uh, thrives within the ILF. Awesome. And that's the update.
0: Thank you. So Alex, I'll I'll let you transition here into some uh, testnet demo.
2: Right. So. Um... If you've been on this call for a while, you've probably heard about the testnet for the past few months. If you haven't, the reason we are looking at building a testnet, okay, is because as Sabine said, is infrastructure, it's not very user-friendly, it was never designed for users, it was designed for wallets to build up faster intelligent capabilities without having to develop the protocol from scratch. So, while it's a service, it doesn't have a lot of user-facing components, (laughs) That means also integrating with it takes a little bit of time because you have to spin up a few Rafiki instances, connect them together, and then start sending transactions, all doing that without any interface with APIs and, uh, and code. So we thought it we should make it easier for people who want to develop with Rafiki to be able to test their Rafiki integration against something that's publicly available instead of having to basically spin up two versions of their service we should build a public test network that allows everybody with the Rafiki instance to connect to it, peer with it, and start sending um, play money transactions into it. So that should make everybody that's a grantee and is trying to become a digital wallet easier to develop and integrate. At the same time, Rafiki also enables this a uh, new set of APIs, the Open Payment APIs, which allow developers to kind of build applications on top of it. And we wanted to have a, a publicly available version of Open Payment API for people who want to develop applications on top of Intel Ledger. So the test network also allows you to do that. That being said, uh, we are developing the testnet. We started developing the testnet with uh, engineers from Breakpoint. You've seen them on the call already. Timea is here, and Timea is going to show you what the uh, testnet designs look like, what we're up to until now, and a little bit of a timeline of what we're doing with the testnet. Timea? Yes,
5: yours. hello. Thank you, Alex. Um, hello, everyone. So um, before I actually start the presentation, I have two things to say. I have a little bit of a call, so my voice is not 100%, but if this is okay, I hopefully it lasts. And the uh, second, sometimes Google Meets um, uh, freezes at my site, but it usually bounces back. So if that happens, just wait for me. <laughs> OK, let's share my screen. And tell me when if you see my screen
2: we don't yet
5: well, hopefully it lets me do this yep Why I don't know why it's blocked at my side though mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Probably it's some kind of settings.
0: If you want to, is it if it's a link and you want to give it over us, we can see if we can share it for you and drive.
5: Uh, It's not a link. It's not a link. I have it locally. I cannot find the setting. If you know where the setting is that I am allowed to share the screen because the button is disabled for me but maybe if i rejoin let me just try to rejoin again one sec
0: Vanille. do you know how to make sure it's enabled to have anyone be able to share i
2: I, i'm the meeting host i think i'm the only one who who can change those settings as soon as Timea joins again i'll make her meeting host so she could you could share. Okay, Timea looks to be back. Uh, okay, Timea, you're a co host now. You should be able to share your screen. Timea? Is she back? Uh, not yet. I can't see what. I can't see what's happening. It Feels like it's uh, we have a ghost email on the call.
0: Well, Alex, do you want to do some a little? If you can do a little bit more setup on what they've been working on or what we're about to see?
2: No. Um. So yeah, sure
0: sure so uh
2: you've all seen the explainer video you've all seen the explainer video the stickers at the summit the graphics at the summary summit and everybody has expressed a lot of, of love for those visuals so we've used Modelina, the same designer that came up with that uh with, with that branding aspect to do the uh the, the wallet and the bank as well so as part of the at the test network we're trying to build a reference bank and a reference digital wallet and we've used Modelina to, to to do the designs. So they look very similar to the same. Um, there's a there's the same look and feel as we had for the IntelliGo Summit. Um is gonna talk a bit about what we're actually building as part of the test network, but one of the one of the most important features of the test network is not only the ability to get an account and try to send money around, but also the ability to auto-peer with the test network. So right now, if you're trying to peer to Rafiki instances, you have to be very specific. You have to peer both of them at the same time which requires human interaction. It's not an automatic process and that's by design. You wouldn't want as a bank to be able to peer with absolutely everybody that requires a, an actual contract. But for the purposes of the test network, you wanted to be able to auto peer with everybody who's running a even a local Rafiki instance to be able to peer into that. And that piece of infrastructure is being built as part of the, of the test network. And that's very exciting because it allows you to, you to just spin up a local graphic instance and send money into the test network at the same time.
0: Are we back? Uh, Mm -hmm.
2: No. We can't hear you, Tamir. Oh, boy. Oh, beautiful technology. (laughs) Okay, give me a second.
0: Yep. You don't happen to have the demo on your desktop do you Alex?
2: The the presentation no. Okay. No. All right Alex. what I mean can't see Timae back on the call. Uh, she ran from a different machine. I can, I can see the new Timae now.
5: Hello. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes technology. Okay. I heard everything you said, but it's so crazy. I am so Sorry. And I will probably just send Alex the slides, okay? And he, I will uh, present, but he uh, will show you the slides. So just one sec, I will send him. We will make this work, don't worry.
2: You can see absolutely everybody's interested in your presentation to me about the fact that we haven't we haven't you're lost even, a single person while, job, while we man. had technical difficulties. Yeah, I think we even got somebody, somebody extra joined just for the presentation. We didn't drop anyone else.
5: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I sent you Alex the presentation. Do you have it?
2: Yes. Okay, That's okay. don't from my...
5: try. Yes, try to share the screen. <laughs> I won't be long, the presentation is not long, so... It would be weird if you couldn't share. Okay, great. We have a winner. Okay, so let's do this. Um, okay, I will be pre- presenting you a um, little bit of details about Testnet, uh, which is basically a Rafiki playground. And yeah, go ahead. Um, the short summary would be I want to present to you the theme. Um I will present to you a flowchart that we uh, shared with Alex initially to see the main features of Testnet. Um, I can show you some initial designs of the wallet, um, mainly mobile, but uh, also some desktop designs are there as well. And then some short technical details um, that we decided with the team. And at the very end, you can, of course, ask some questions. Yep. Let's meet the team. So uh, this is in order of people joining. Um, Radu was mentioned already in the meeting because he is um, the first one who joined and he is very active, uh, helping the Rafiki team as well. And he always likes to have uh, challenges in the personal life and in development as well because he strives in them. And he is um, from Romania, uh, initially Constanza, but now he lives in Bucharest. Uh, next one would be actually me, so I have been a front-end developer for quite a few years now, and I am also from Romania, Klužná Um As a hobby, I really, really love to travel, summer, uh, play, play some board games, and I love to sing, not with this voice, but with a better voice. <laughs> next one would be, I think, Rico. Yes, he is actually from Helsinki, Finland. And he's is a full stack developer. He loves to cook, so you can ask him for recipes. Next one would be Dragos. He is from Moldova, Republic of Moldova, Kishino. He is also a software engineer and focused on mainly on backend. And he loves uh, looks like football, and traveling, and concerts. And the last one on the team is Benny. He, as you can see in the picture, he is an avid sports and nutrition uh, enthusiast. He l- really loves to snowboard. And he is um, a full-time developer and a full-time geek. <laughs> that was the team. So uh, this was the breakpoint team. And what are we developing? We are developing Testnet. Testnet is a Rafiki playground with play money. So. Um, the, all of the advantages that Rafiki, uh, Rafiki gives will be present in the testnet as well. And we will have a wallet application, we will have a bank application, and we will have an e-commerce application. Basically, this e-commerce application will uh, integrate the already existing one with the testnet design, so it's, it's one big family. And one of the, the major things that the wallet application will have is this auto-peering that Alex already mentioned. So you can actually ask to peer, if you're using Rafiki, you can peer with Testnet, with the Testnet wallet. So this will be an interesting feature to develop and to have. Um, yeah, so Testnet will just show everyone what Rafiki is capable of, and you can play around it. You can use open payments and see what's what's all about let's see some initial designs no it's the wallet flow first yes so um i will show you the main features that will be developing initially there is of course uh, an identity provider which consists of logging and registering for the wallet Um, you will have to complete the kyc wallet Um, The KYC will be a bit different for the bank, but that's another thing that we will be doing uh, further on. The main focus right now is the wallet. And um, if you log in, then you will have the account provider uh, where you will have the list of accounts that you have. You will be able to create a new account with payment pointers and um, you will be able to manage this account, you can I will have an account overview. So, you will have a list of accounts, inside an account, a list of payment pointers, and in the payment pointers you can view your transactions, you can pay money, you can request money, and you can fund your account with uh, play money. And of course, the trans- transactions um, uh, will be like outgoing payment, incoming payments, and there will be some filtering options here, uh, probably like pending, funding, completed. Uh, yeah, so these would be the main features of the wallet. Some things um, we'll add, we will see it's still in discussions. And initial designs, these, these are for mobile some login page, create account, and complete KYC for the wallet. And um, then you will have the list of accounts at the first screen. And when you enter an account, the list of payment pointers. And when you go to a payment pointer, the list of transactions. And of course, the buttons to pay, to send, to request, to exchange maybe some money. And the next one would be exactly the Pay send request screens, some beautiful designs here for mobile, and they will be the same kind of for desktop as well, just uh, some extra design elements there, but the functionality is the same. And uh, some boring technical details um, right now. For front end, we decided, the team decided that we will be using Next.js for a framework. And for CSS framework, we will be using Tailwind, which is um, very uh, well integrated with Next.js, And we already started developing a little bit of frontend and it's going really nicely together. And for the backend, uh, mainly the backend guys decided that Express would be the best uh, framework to use for testnet. DB is Postgres, um, the object relational mapping would be objection, and the query builder would be the TMAX. Um, We will be also doing some testing, of course, Uh, front-end probably will be uh, playwright for end-to-end testing. Um, I didn't write that down, but uh, that's also uh, good to know that we will test this um, as well. And the next slide would be... Okay.
2: (laughs) That's empty. Um, So the, the testnet report is under the intellectual organization. It's called testnet. You can see you can see the you can follow along the progress as it's happening. It's open source.
5: Yeah. So it's it's named Testnet and you will have the issues uh, list there as well. We have a lot of issues. How come this slide is empty? Hmm, interesting.
2: Um it's probably because you send me a PowerPoint and I'm on a Mac and PowerPoints on Mac don't work for you.
5: Oh, okay. Yes, but it's in the Interledger repository. It's public, so just search for testnet, and you will find it there. And uh, the last one would be if you have any questions for for me, for Alex, for the team who is present.
0: Any questions about for Tamea or anyone it else? There is one question in the chat. Go for it, Vanille. You want to read it off for us? Yeah. So. Uh, Adam has a
1: question. If this testnet environment is on top of Rafiki production instance, or is it a Rafiki developer test environment?
2: It's the latest Rafiki. Um, so, so it's always going to be updated to, to the release version. Right now, it's running, it's supposed to run on, on V1 alpha, the one we're working on releasing. But the initial, the initial version is running on whatever the latest code in the Rafiki repo is. Um, Because we are trying to use the testnet as a way to make sure Rafiki upgrades are compatible with themselves to see what the migration path or the upgrade paths are. Whatever we're doing with Rafiki, we're going to deploy in the testnet first to be able to support our partners. We wouldn't want any of the wallet providers to try to deploy Rafiki in production without us knowing first what the repercussions of that are.
0: And our colleague, Max, was kind enough to put a direct link to the Testnet GitHub uh, repo right in the chat. So make sure if you need that, you grab it or open it in your browser before the uh, Google Meet closes. So there is that. Any other questions about the Testnet? I don't see any else in the chat, but if someone wants to raise their hand and, uh, and hit the hot mic, feel free to ask it.
2: Roberto here from the People's Steering House. A question. So what, what is more or less the timeline that we're thinking of for, for the test to, to be ready with this uh, wallet traffic implementation? Or So oh. we're looking at an MVP, MVP at the end of March with mm-hmm. the next set of functionalities after the MVP being the capacity to auto-peer with it. So the, the timeline is... MVP of the wallet, auto peering with the wallet, finish up the wallet with polish, and then doing the bank and peering the bank with, with the wallet. Uh, there's also a, there's also another surprise for the testnet because anybody can peer with the testnet. We're working with Mojo Loop on a Rafiki proxy in Mojaloop, and a third component later in the year would be to put a Rafiki instance on the testnet peer with the testnet as well i feel like every single reference implementation that we'll end up doing will get shared with the test network okay wonderful i'm asking alex because we're we had a meeting with with michael richards to to discuss this precisely for a Rafiki MojaLoop implementation and we may want to do something with the MojaLoop toolkit Implementing ILP through the through Rafiki, at least in the in the in the toolkit for 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 March. I don't know if this could be used somehow. Maybe we we could do a meeting at some point because it's realistic to so, in a month. So we could we could peer them. We could peer them if you're if you manage to do toolkit by by March, right? uh there's going to be a running graffiti instance in the testnet and while the auto peering is not going to be available by then we can manually peer them because we have a running graffiti instance right so we can manually peer them to begin with and then we can work out the the timeline later but yes i'd love to talk about that
0: amazing thanks And just so everybody knows when it's available, the, the MVP beta test net in March, you know, if you're one of our current financial service grantees, you will get that emailed directly to you and updated and probably um, an invitation to most in the community to kick the tires on that. So it won't be something like you have to go out and find when we release it, we will make sure we walk it uh, to you as soon as it's available for you to use, play with. And what, what, I called it the uh, Rafiki Playground. So when the Rafiki Playground is open, we will make sure that you have that invitation right in your inboxes or in other ways in which you can find it directly. Anybody else have anything they would like to ask, say, state? Before we draw this to a close.
5: If not, then thank you for the, um, like, uh, for the, for your patience in making, for starting this. So thank you for your attention.
0: uh, Of course, it was worth the wait. It was. It's exciting to see this come, uh, come about. Uh, I think everyone was excited to see it and start to play with it. So it was worth a few minutes of of awkward tech uh, fumbling, um, which is pretty par for the course. We're all used to it. Alright, with with that, I'll just give a couple quick plugs. One, uh, if you uh I just saw a quick question. When will grant for the web be open this year? Um, you know, grant for the web really, you know, is any grant making, you know, we do or Grant for the web is very specific towards web monetization, so there isn't anything Necessarily specifically called that coming out, but we will have a bunch of grant opportunities coming out this year. The first one uh, coming out in a couple weeks, um, and there will be more uh, opportunities throughout the year on a whole bunch of different levels. It'll be more active on the grant front than the previous year. So I would just say stay tuned on that. But I mean, the, first, the first one should, the first grant opportunity should be opening soon with more to follow um so let me say a couple uh, a couple things one we have the community town hall about web monetization and moving forward uh post coil news um uh the eventbrite is in the chat and you can reach out to the RI if you didn't get it we can give it to you there We've got our running uh, commentary in the community space where people are asking questions and raising ideas. Um, We'll use that tomorrow and we'll continue to use that space going forward after tomorrow. So those things are all there for you to engage with. I want to thank Tamea and Breakpoint, obviously Alex and Adrian and Sabine. These are actually some super meaty updates. I think, you know, we really show that there is a lot of activity in the ecosystem and moving forward. Um, It's why we're building on open open standards and open protocols, right? So that these things can can move forward even as ideas, projects, companies come and go. So it was actually pretty exciting to bring some real tangible updates to you all. And we will see you tomorrow and uh the Slack channel. Um if you aren't there, that's always a place to raise questions or be in conversations, lots of different channels within that Slack. So join us there. But you should be able to find us in many ways. So we will see you soon.
1: Thank you all. Bye.
2: Thanks for the updates. My bye.
5: Thanks bye.